Hello, and welcome to the Poorly Educated Podcast. The podcast. You know why I don't laugh is because there's an incredible amount of space. The podcast where I don't have an original alliteration today, but I'll just say like the the quizzical questionnaires answer thing quizzically. See, I'm 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 just I, I don't have the energy to do the alliterations that often. <laughs> I'm running out. People send me letters, guys. Send me letters, not not like papers with a bunch of information. Just letters of the alphabet, one at a time. Send them to me. Yeah, actually, via email. I don't want mail. I uh, I actually want wooden letters. Send me your favorite letter, and maybe just like a word to start it off with. At Ian at drivebydogs.com. It sounds like you just want a script for the pod. Like you, you just don't send me have a to. script. Tell me what to do, people, and I'll do it <laughs> right for you. It's a science podcast uh, where it's we we focus on fringe science. We are aren't actually intelligent. <coughs> uh, we, even though we just had a conversation about intelligence, but you and I just had the saddest conversation we've ever had <laughs> in a long time. But. Uh, it's we make we ch- where our goal is to make dumb people smarter and smart people dumber, and kind of like even everyone out. We want everyone to be a one neutral intelligence of just like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. It's like if we can bring the smart people down, you yeah. know, like bring the rich people down to poor, the smart people down to to dumb, yeah. and the dumb people up to like, middle. Scientists listen to this and they're like. Oh, that makes sense. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> and then they're like, I don't understand anything. And then they start drooling. If we could, <laughs> if we could make one scientist drool or shit, <laughs> then we've done our job. This is Poorly Educated. Uh, episode 56 today. It is episode 56. Uh, the w- w- This is a, a new segment we've started on the show. You know, the scientific significance of 56. It's actually almost as significant as 55. Oh, my God. You ready for this? Here's some interesting things. Um, the sum of – so 56 is the sum of six consecutive prime numbers. So you, there's there are prime numbers, right? Three, five, seven, 11, 13, and 17. So three consecutive prime numbers, 56 is the sum of. That's pretty interesting. Um, it is – the 56 is a semi-perfect number because it is – twice of what a perfect number is what's a perfect number let's see i'm too is for i'm too afraid to know <laughs> we're me, not focusing on those numbers we're focusing on 56 <laughs> you and i aren't perfect i would prefer for us and and finally and this is the most important uh it's the atomic number of barium so yeah <laughs> this episode will be barium. the most barium based podcast you could possibly find uh if you heard that in the background, um, those loco Drake. <laughs> yeah, one of Ian's friends is online on Xbox. <laughs> so we were gonna do. Let's explain this at the top of the show. We were gonna do the showdown today, episode fifty-six. We said it, the showdown. What uh, what happened with that? Um, I mean, we could try, but uh, we have. There's a little bit more information that I would like to not only learn myself, but also have Morgan listen to. The worst thing that we could do is uh, go into the showdown without all the pieces, you know? Like, yeah. we, we want to be able to create a full – because the idea of the showdown – We don't have a – Is for us to, like, show it down, you know? Yeah. If we don't have a full understanding of each other, I think it's difficult to do that. I am the closer – like, the more I research and uh, the more – like, I'm about to send you some shit that will probably uh, maybe bring us together. It gives me more and more confidence that we will be able to reach some level of middle ground. 
Okay. And I, that is a moment I'm excited for because after seven consecutive episodes of fighting, I think that you and me smiling and talking would be a really fun change. <laughs> Don't expect it this episode. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, do, do you care if I start us off here? No. This is an incredible day. Do you know what today is in science? What, what's the November 2nd? Uh, well, today we are redefining the kilogram. Have you heard about this? No. So th- this is, uh, I'm quoting from an article at scientificamerican.com. Uh, the official weights and measurements of different things are based on standards. But these standards aren't just theoretical. Oftentimes when it's a measurement, they have some sort of physical representation of that measurement to account for what the standard is. Um, the physical objects of the kilogram, however, are losing their physicality. The kilogram is shrinking. I don't understand. How is that possible? So quoting directly from the Scientific American, the official object that defines the mass of a kilogram is a tiny 139-year-old cylinder of platinum and iridium that resides in a triple-locked vault near Paris. So they don't want it corroding. They just want it because they'll know. It's the exact measurement. This thing is is what a kilogram is. Exactly a kilogram. That's incredible. It's locked in a vault. (laughs) (laughs) So no one can But it is shrinking in there. Oh, so... Because it is so important, scientists almost never take it out. Instead, they use copies. This is crazy. Why haven't I heard about this? Why is there? (laughs) Is there something with every measurement? Every measurement. There's physicality to it in some sort of vault. (laughs) There's a pound. There's yeah. I guess that's true. There has to be something, because like yeah, you can't be like this measuring cup is a teaspoon. But what if that measuring cup is like off from what the original teaspoon is? There has to be the original teaspoon. <laughs> because imagine over the course of 100 years, if everyone just gets it a little wrong, eventually our grams but or ounces. I guess they don't have to have it for everything. They just have to have it for the smallest measurement. And then they know yeah, that they this, just need yeah. one of the measurements. And then like the other ones are just for safety, maybe. if they. It's weird they have a kilogram and not a gram on note. Oh, really? Because it's just 1,000, right? Is a kilogram a th- 1,000? Yeah. I think it's 1,000 grams, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's not that big. Wait, a kilogram's smaller. Is it? Kilo stands for thousand. Is it a thousandth of a gram then? Uh, you, you look that up while I finish reading okay. this. Uh, so they, they work with these copies called working standards. They don't have to often take these out. Uh, the last time they did inspect the real kilogram, they found it is roughly five parts in 100 million heavier than all the working standards, which have been leaving behind a few atoms of metal every time they put it on scales. This is one of the reasons the kilogram may soon be redefined, not by a physical object, but through calculations based on fundamental constants. So they, they go on to, the, to explain that. The redefinition of the kilogram will be a part of a planned larger overhaul to make SI units fully dependent on constants of nature. This is super fucking interesting. Representatives from 57 countries will vote on the proposed change this month at a conference in Versailles, France. Then the new rules are expected to pass. Along with the kilogram, the ampere, the unit of electricity, Kelvin, temperature, and mole, amount of a substance, will get new definitions. Oh my God, I found it. 
It was insane. Have you seen the picture of it? Yeah. And the way they have it stored, like the... It's in like three bottles. You know, like the boat that you see in a bottle? Yeah. You're like, how'd that fit in there? Well, they put another bottle inside of that bottle and then put another bottle inside of that and then put a little <laughs> little metal metal, metal thing in there. It is insane. Uh, the, so the, the four different measurements that, that they're theoretically changing um, will be based on the Planck's constant, the elementary chain or charge, uh, the Boltzmann constant, and the Avogadro constant. Constant. Uh, all these constants will be determined by laboratory measures, which have some inherent uncertainty. But if the vote is successful, countries will start using SI, uh, and they'll have a fixed value for each constant, separate from a physical representation. So what that basically means is that they'll be able to, using these different fundamental laws of nature, equate the weight not just to physicality but to a mathematical formula. And then that's just as yeah. uh, usable in the long term. If that's ca- if, like if they can do that, people smarter than us, that's probably a better idea than keeping some shit in a box. Yeah, I mean they should do that. They should like base it around like the length of an atom. That would be interesting. Because yeah. that's what have you seen when that plate that they sent up in the space? Uh huh. They like. Uh, they wrote so that they they they've tried to figure out how to communicate language in like a universal way. So they drew a hydrogen atom, and then they recognized that that is like with the one electron that's one proton that's uh, equivalent of one. So they figure that one and then zero will be universal. Wow. So like, so I guess like a hydrogen atom would be. Universal. I guess not. Are all atoms the exact same size? I don't know about that. But uh, so I, I, uh, so yeah, there's a a thousand grams in one kilogram. There's a thousand. Okay. So, but but I looked up the definition of gram and it says a metric unit of mass equal to one thousandth of a kilogram. So I think that it's really the the core one. the base measurement. Yeah, I, th- I guess they like kind of like figure that because a gram is just so small. It's like they knew that it, they could go smaller, but it wasn't really necessary. It would make sense if because you would find like a, a regular object. You're like, yeah, this is two grams. It would make sense that they started the measurement from what the average objects can be measured with. You know, you would never measure yourself in terms of grams. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that's good. How many grams <laughs> are in Andy Grammar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, enough is what it is. The, getting too heavy. Let's put in my weight. Yeah. So some of the I, some I of the different p- constants that they're basing this off of um, are like the the Planck constant, the Avogadro pl- constant, and they're all um, they're described as physical constants. That is, uh, it's the quantum of action, which is central in quantum mechanics. Uh, so it was conceived as a proportionality constant between the minimal increment of inter- uh, energy. So they're, they've basically, in a, in a lot of different formats, um, they can show energy expressed to move something and reverse engineer that back to the, the size or the, the weight or whatever measurement of something that is being moved, which is really interesting. Because theoretically, like if I'm going to pick up a weight that is X pounds, it will take the same level of energy for me to pick up that weight I guess if something non-biological is doing it. I'm confused. Imagine you have a robot, right? You have a robot arm, 
that's goal is to pick up a five pound weight. You can always account for the amount of energy it took the same type of robot arm to pick up that weight. So yeah. they can reverse but, but engineer like, the it's level. It's not necessarily of true energy. with like a cube with with so because like it might it might take you more energy to move your arm than someone else. Right, right. But with something where you can isolate every variable. So if you have the same type of robot arm, right? Yeah. Like obviously there's different types of arms that would all use different types of energy. Yeah. But if you had the same type of object with zero biological variables picking something up, you can measure the energy. And I, I, I think that's what they're doing. I think they're reverse engineering that model. There's got to be a work. better way to do this. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like they're about to vote on it. <laughs> Because there's another it. chance that I'm also misinterpreting the data that they're presenting. To. Oh, most likely. That's why this is poorly educated. But <laughs> it, it, it is super interesting, though. Um, you, you touched on the plate, which is something that I didn't know existed. I didn't know that was the thing. What plate? You said the the plate with, like, the universal the, oh, the, oh, the uh the record, the, like the disc that's on uh, Voyager 2, I think. Dude, that is insane. Because that's the type of thing, like, I'm not certain if we received that puzzle in the mail from somebody, we could reverse engineer that. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah. Uh, it's it has it's really cool, like, what it has on it. Um, here it is. Yeah, it's on the what, Voyager. What oh, it's on, they're on both Voyagers. What is it? Like, when you say it, is it like just, record? Like to go on a record player? Yeah. Uh, the Voyager Golden Records are two phonographic records that were included aboard both Voyager spacecrafts launched in 1977. The records contain sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth and are intended for any intelligent extraterrestrial life forms or for future humans who may find them. The records are considered as a sort of time capsule. Uh... It has contents. I'm trying to, yeah, it has it has like a bunch of songs. There's a couple. There's one song that's like represented to understand to uh, represent loneliness. Um, Happy. By there's Pharrell. a child greeting people in English. There's sounds of whales and birds. <laughs> this would be the weirdest mixtape for your buddy to have in his car. Yeah, you fucking pick a number. You pick what you want to listen to. Track six. Track six, here we go, which is fucking whales. Fine, you don't like whales? Track five, check this out. It's a child introducing himself in English. That's crazy. Dude, this is crazy. That's insane. There's, they had they received criticism over the nudity on the pla plaque because there's line drawings of a, na of a human man and woman. Why the hell would you be mad when people get angry about that? Because it's literally going up to space to show people what humans look like. Are they worried about our humans not liking that? Or are they worried about pissing off sensitive aliens? Honest question. That's not a <laughs> Like, are they worried that an alien would see that and be offended? It's, I don't know. It's so stupid. No, just, I guess for us, I don't know why people are angry. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. It's, it's not for you. <laughs> The disc isn't going to be in your local FYE. They're not selling this thing. Honestly, if they sold this in some sort of weird packaging, this would probably be like a dope thing to hang on somebody's wall. <laughs> can you imagine? Is this copyrighted? Like, can we do that? Ooh, uh, I know someone who has a tattoo of the, the, uh, 
the map of the universe that's on that. Oh, not the universe, of the solar system. Really? Yeah. Uh, Holy shit. Where was going to get one? I don't know if they got it. When are you getting your tattoo? I'm going to call you out for this. Ian's been... Uh, Ian's been for years, like a week away from getting a tattoo for four years, <laughs> and not only that, it's not just one. Whenever tattoo. I have the money, he knows the first five tattoos he's getting, and just I feel like once you get that first one, it's gonna landslide in. Yeah, yeah, they, I, I, absolutely. That's what always happens, and I, but I really want them, but I just it's gonna cost money. How and much does it cost? Have, to be an, have you like quoted it? No. Do you have any? <laughs> well, there was one day that I was literally dro- about gonna drive to go to the. Uh, to the, the tattoo parlor and my car broke down and then I had to pay drop $900 for that so and that is pretty insane that, that was also a day where your date was ruined from that right <clears throat> yeah, yeah pr- 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 pretty rough we'll, we'll, we'll go back to that in a second guys we want to take a moment to let you know this podcast is made possible from our good friends over at Frey Frey is a collection of premium men's curated clothing care products nobody does it like Frey Believe in better, look better, smell better, and feel better. Guys, we're doing it here all at one. Do you remember walking through the laundry aisle in, um, in like, second grade with your mom, and you're holding her hand, and you're looking at shit? And then cut to four years later, you know, you're in sixth grade, and you're walking through, and then you're in high school, and you're walking through, and then you're walking through now, and it's all the same shit <laughs> because they've gotten tired. They've realized that they don't have to change anything, and they're just going to keep selling the same thing to you, and it is bad for your clothing. The majority of premium laundry care products out there, so your, your Procter & Gamble products, a lot of your other ones, most of those are bad for clothing. Frey steps it up. If you have a favorite shirt, you probably want to wear that more as opposed to less, and that's what Frey is going to help you get out of it. I'm talking about cologne-inspired scents. The guys from Frey like right worked now. with top scent people. <laughs> In the United States, you are you're wearing Frey clothes right now. Yes, I'm, I'm wearing clothes it. washed by Frey laundry detergent. It's great. My favorite thing is when I'm doing my laundry, my room that I do my laundry in, my laundry room, as most people call it, uh, smells like a Hollister. <laughs> it's like for ju- because it kind of comes out of the washer a little bit, and it fills the room with a really pleasant, almost man cave-like vibe. It's musky. It's forested. Uh, I think I described it earlier today is what a flannel shirt in a TNT drama would smell like. <laughs> Which, I again, I don't know if they're going to like me saying that, but <laughs> they're a good TNT drama. The Last Ship, have you seen that? It's okay. No. Yeah, that's fair. No one else. <laughs> if you are sitting at home thinking, you know, I am dropping a lot of money on a bunch of brands that I know nothing about, how about you look into Frey? Get more for your clothing and smell better while you do it. Go to livefrey.com. That's L-I-V-E-F-R-E-Y.com. Use the code DBD20. Livefrey.com. Use the code DBD20 for 20% off your order. Thank you to Frey for keeping us in business and keeping scientists dead. Dead. (laughs) Thank you, Frey. Thank you, Frey. We appreciate you. Um, Did did you want to bring something up? Yeah. Uh, I saw an article uh, that says our galaxy, uh, perhaps like many in the universe, is a bit of a Frankenstein's monster. A new study makes a compelling case that the central structure in the Milky Way is actually composed mostly of stars born in another galaxy brought to us by a long-ago galactic smash-up. That is fascinating. That's super But 
that isn't that didn't we already know that forever? Like everything is like all all mostly stable bodies started as like a long a long ago galactic smash up, right? Everything was smashing back then. I, I get like the <laughs> earth is because You talk about the solar system like people talk about the seventies. <laughs> 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 is that is that the case though? So like a lot of things smashed, but didn't things smash within their particular like neighborhoods? They're like smashing their solar. But system. the neighborhoods didn't exist. They, they were formed because of the smashing. So there was an initial smash. Post smash, the Big Bang is the first smash. <laughs> there was the Big Bang, the initial smashing, and during Pillow Talk, uh, there was a first solar system. There was a first star. And then, yeah, yeah, and then the system around it. But So that first solar system, the, the way uh, things expanded, it wasn't – you talked about it on the show. It's not in the way that most people think. It's atoms expanding in from e- each other. Like they're expanding outward from an atomic level. So weren't the first set of solar systems completely disbanded and thrown into new solar systems? Like the initial ones developed, and then as they grew outward from each other – Sure, it was like hectic they shit. formed like, and merged. That would be really – like I'm curious what those initial solar systems look like compared to the star systems some of those same celestial bodies are in now. I mean it just depends on what point in time you want to look from because there was a first star with a first planet. That existed. There, at one point in time, there was one star and one planet. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Unless it happened semi-concurrent, I guess it well, did. That, that's not true. There was never just one. Because if so, if the Big Bang is the case, right? There was always enough material for everything. So that material had to have been somewhere. Well, the material of space expanded. With but it. But they weren't in the form. It was just pure energy and shit. Well, kid. Uh, this uh, this is an impossible conversation, but was it pure – if it was pure energy, doesn't that mean within our universe, energy can be turned into matter under the right pressures? Like, wouldn't that mean that? Well, that's what matter is. It's like a particle settled, right? The explosion happened. Particles settled in places and then got clumped together with other particles. And that formed everything. And then everything over billions and billions of years. I guess, but they're probably, they're, I guess they're, if we go by the definition of what a planet is, right? Like the size of a planet. Because there was like a planet and then well, like the a fucking, bunch of let's little not get ducks. Into, yeah, let's not get into like the definition of planet because everyone's fucking, there's a, there's a committee of people arguing about what the fucking definition of a planet is. <laughs> but yeah, so bodies formed. Could we... They, they're man-made plan, planets in sci-fi movies. Like, that's a thing. And there's, like, the Death Star and that kind of shit. I just read a book called Station Eleven. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not about that. Uh, <laughs> it's, about <laughs> it's actually the blindside sequel. It's like, a, it's like an apocalypse book, like, post a, like, kind of swine flu epidemic that wiped out most of the population. And there's, like, this symphony of, like, there's, like, these people traveling. It's, like, 20 years later kind of. Uh-huh. Actually, it takes place all over the place like there's a bunch of time yeah. going on uh but there's this one girl that like has like a there's a comic book in it called station 11 and station 11 in it in it is uh in the comic book is like a space station that's basically like a planet 
It's like man-made planet. It's got like oceans and shit. But it's always it's I don't know something happened, and it's always either dusk, night, or du- like dawn. Like it's never fully day. It's never full. Okay, that's interesting. It's like the systems broke or something, and so it's always like so like uh, the sun's always either setting, rising, or not existing. So like there's some sort of. Like the sky something in their atmosphere, or right outside of their atmosphere, orbiting them, or that they there's are nothing. I, th- it's, I think it's simulated. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Do you think um, it's like the Earth is the size that it is, and that affects some things, right? Like if the Earth, if the Earth were a different size, does does that change much for us as humans? Assuming sure. that I mean, you never know, like uh, proportionally, like butterfly effect shit. You never know what. Could have what what you never know the exact properties that it took for our life to form, but we can assume that uh, a, a, a planet approximately our size with the shit with the living conditions that with we the li- have yeah on. that we have on it. I always thought it was interesting that like if the Earth went through an Earth divorce and proportionally split everything in half, but it was like a it was an atomic split, so it's like two nearly identical Earths at half. Okay, the so size. they're still sphere. It's not like you like cut a ball right. in half. They're still sphere, and also the geography is the same. Um, it, things are just less intense, right? So like mountains are half the height. Uh, bodies. Right, so gravity are, would be less. But I, I like I wonder what would be uh, half strength. Be like the everywhere. Oh yeah, because I, I guess just total mass is lower. Yes. It, so gravity would be less. Gravity had less of an effect. It would be like, like a little bit bigger than the moon. Hmm. That would be interesting. A moon can't be bigger than a planet, can it? No. I don't think so. It's a, a sat. A moon is a satellite. This is a, this is a big <laughs> argument I got in with my friend, uh, friend Alex. I don't like that. I don't like that our moon doesn't have a name. There's moons, okay. but our moon is the moon, big M. Everything else are sa- are moons, but they have names because they're different satellites or everything. And what's his argument in this? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you pointing? Like what? I are don't you know. I just saying? think I think it's weird. Like I, I guess it does. It's like Luna, and shit. Like, but, but that just means moon. So it's like doesn't it make sense that but b- our our moon is just the moon like but what if we get another one <laughs> right, that did not happen D- doesn't it make sense that it's like we figured out what the thing was we called it that and then we're like oh shit there are more of them we're like all right well let's name those then cuz that's the that's the fucking well, Let's give ours a name that. too <laughs> you know that would be like if you found out what kids were by having a kid and then found out you could have more kids and you went back and renamed the first kid from kid to mike Sure, kid's a bad name for your first son. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. It's actually a really good analogy. <laughs> Did I sway you? You should have Alex listen to this episode. <laughs> See if you remember the argument, right? I don't know. Just what are we going to like call it? I don't know. If we need to one day. Like, what if we go to fucking... What, what if we go to Mars? And then we're like, oh, the moon's out. And they're like... Which fucking moon, man? The one on the, like, does Mar- how many Mar- moons does Mars, Mars have? Mars does not have a moon. Mars does not have a moon. We know this. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. Because it would be much 
it would be something to talk about, right? If we go to like it would be something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking know that. It'd be something to talk about, man. Like we're Earth is so we would have gone. Why, we would have gone, right? It's yeah. not that we're leaving Earth because there's no food or that's desolate. We're leaving Earth because there's nothing else to talk about, and we need to go to other planets. We don't. Let's not go to Mars if there's no moon. <laughs> Who wants it? How are you gonna know when it's night? What is that? Wait, why doesn't? Uh, yeah, Mars has no moons. Mar Mars needs moons. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> it's a sequel to Mars needs moms. <laughs> oh god, let's buy that domain tonight. I'll I'll check if it's available. Mars needs moons. Dot com. Mars does have moons. No way. Mars has two moons. All right. Well, Phoebus and Demus. <laughs> <laughs> Phobus, no, Phobus and Dimos. Those are named like Iowa Lakes. <laughs> dude, some dude was like, I need to look at this moon. And he's like, I don't want, he's like, nah, I can't find any fucking Mars moons. And he got all sad in 1877. But his wife was like, hell no, nah, man, keep looking. I know it's out there. And then he found Deimos the next night. <laughs> Good fucking wife, dude. And Phoebus six nights after that. So, Dude, he was about to be done. And his wife was like, check it out. Should we buy the websites because we can get them cheap now? Like there so are, it's only so, all right, so I'm not crazy. All right, so there are two Mars moons. They they look kind of dumb. They look more like <laughs> asteroids that just kind of got caught there. Are they smaller? Is that why you say asteroids? I say they look like asteroids because they're not perfectly round. Oh, that's interesting. Oh god, check it. They do look like the heads of Ed, Ed and Eddie characters. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's real tiny. Mars. Mars moons are are we don't want on these. Right? I want to look at an image. I guess not. There'd be no 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 need. Let's just go to Mars. Oh, uh, so here here's something. Uh, the surface air. Let me let me find the surface area of our moon because I want to equate this. Yeah, I'm trying to find pictures next to our moon. Oh, so, so our, this is an insane difference. Our moon is 38 million square kilometers. Uh, that's the surface area. Um, one Mars moon is only 1500. Tiny. Square kilometers. The other one is only four hundred ninety-five. Look square at that. Kilometers. They're like God. they're like tiny. No like wonder I didn't see specs. Them. <laughs> yeah, that's why we didn't know. Yeah, these are basically asteroids. How did I not know about this? I was certain Mars didn't have moons. I guess it is. Yeah, they're they're too tiny to care about. So, because I was thinking like, if Mars has a freaking moon, like it's a less distance to travel, we could like wait for it to be on our side. Oh, and hop and, the moon, and then hop to Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hop to the moon, hop to Mars, moon, hop to Phoebus. <laughs> like you're jumping on leap pads through a pond. <laughs> yeah, hop to Phoebus, hop over the Demus, and then hop down to the moon. <laughs> Can I also mention the orbital period for uh, Phobos or whatever it's called uh, is only eight hours too. Damn. So that's a quick day. So their nights are. That's not how long a Mars day is. Wait, the moon doesn't – it's just a coincidence kind of that the moon is out. It's not out. It's <laughs> You can see it's out all the time. We just see it more clearly during the day. That doesn't mean that's how long night is. How, how long I mean, we see it more clearly during the night is what I meant to say. Why? How do you, how do you figure out how long a day is? <laughs> how, the, do you, how do you deduct uh, – uh, The rotation of a, of a planet. No. It's completing its full rotation. It's full orbit, right? Not orbit. Because ro our, our Earth rotates more than once daily. Earth is rotating at a pretty high speed. No, it doesn't. Really? No, that's what a day is. 
No fucking way. <laughs> I, I know what a day is. This can't be right. Earth Earth Day rotation is what I've Googled. Earth rotates once in about 24 hours. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> that's what a day... Because doesn't that make sense? Because that's... The sun comes up and goes down and completes its... Because well, we're rotating. You know, I thought it was the in perspective Earth from the orbiting sun. and other things were in the way and that's what caused the night. So I thought it was... But there's always something in the way every 24 hours or every 12 hours? Or things are always moving at the same speed. What's in the way of the sun? The what do you think was in the way? Venus? The moon, that's one of the eclipses. What do you mean? Venus, it's a linear path, right? There's a reason Venus Pluto is tiny. Is we can't see it. From... All right, but just because you how can't would see that... something doesn't mean it can't cover your eyes. How would that make night? <laughs> how would that make night? Because it's blocking your path. We can see things. All right, if I put Venus on your we windshield in front of you driving, half you of crash the freaking, your car. Half of the freaking night sky isn't blocked out by Venus. You can see stars. Yeah, but you can't see stars in front of the sun. That's on the other <laughs> side of the earth. <laughs> I want to bring this up. Um, <laughs> are you going to clarify that you don't believe this? Because that's insane, what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm saying I believe and it. I rotate the sun once a year. That's what that's I what thought. Okay. And, I, and you, right Orbit before, I want to I tell you this, right before we started recording, and I swear I can undelete that audio clip, you said I was intelligent. You said I was <laughs> very intelligent was the, the term, which you would never say live on. <laughs> did, did you ever... Were we ever? Uh, were me and Riley ever able to explain to you how you can cut? If you had two points, you can cut a line in half infinitely and never get to the point. Oh, fuck! What? When were? What was the context we were talking about that? Because that's trying context. to explain infinity to you. Like, say there's like something. Uh, say there's two points. Okay. Yeah. Two and a fixed line points. Can, yeah. If you cut the distance in half. You would never get there. You would never. You would. Al you're always infinitely going to be able to cut a distance in half. You, yeah, that's not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. True. No, it's not. <laughs> you, know, you know why it's not true? Uh, uh, there's only so small things can get. There's. You can only not get in so this small. sense because you can, then you can cut in the distance in half more. Whatever the smallest distance, whatever the smallest measurement you can think of, there it can not, be cut in half. We just don't have a name for it. But it's not a negative number, right? Because it's never getting negative. It's always there a is positive never too number, small. But there is, there is this. We know the smallest number. We just don't know the biggest number. The, we don't know. The, there's like you can cut a distance in half. Infinitely, always. We know every single microscopic point in between zero and one is what I'm saying. We know them. No, we, we know don't. Them. What do you mean we don't? That's because we have an understanding of mathematics. Exactly. So those numbers, can, not mathematics, decimal points can go infinitely. But they That's end. what that means. They, end. they don't end. They, the, in that numbers, context, they do it. Getting, you can get smaller infinitely. I'm really thinking hard right now. I'm going to tell you. That's I'm what decimal points are. You've never seen like on a calculator, you know, how the in math. Yeah, the repeat. Like, it's like a line above it. Yeah, you know what that line means? It means we're fucking done. We know. We're good. No, it just <laughs> means that we don't need <laughs> yeah, the precise <laughs> measurement to get smaller. I know that. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to bring up the, uh, the great filter, which I've been doing a little bit of research on this week. Are you familiar with the great filter? It's a concept similar to the, <laughs> the fake news filter. <laughs> the fake news filter with Wolf Blitzer is a CNN show. 
Uh, I've been talking about Wolf all day today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's this concept called the Great Filter, which is fairly similar to the Fermi's paradox, but it's that it's so. Oh yeah, point, I know the Great Filter. Yeah. So at some point in humanity, and I say humanity not specific to humanity, just in in life in totality. Um, Things are so nearly impossibly difficult that that's why there isn't plenty of advanced civilization. So w- when we look out to the stars, the, the concept is that because we don't see intergalactic travel, either before where we are in humanity and as a civilization now, or at some point that is upcoming, there is something so impossibly difficult to overcome that no other civilization has been able to do it. Yeah. And the, the big debate is whether that filter is something that we've already passed or something that we're about to pass. The, like if, if ma- so there, a lot had to happen for us to become multicellular conscious organisms. So there's a lot of people who believe that there are, uh, there are plenty of like bacteria, single-celled planets, but what had to happen for them to become multicelled, that was the great barrier, and that was what nobody else could overcome. But there's a lot of people that think intergalactic travel and things like nuclear technology is the great barrier of us being unable to use that ethically or unable to not destroy ourselves without, right. without moving forward. What, wh- what are your thoughts on, on where you think it is or where you would approximate that? Well, I don't know. I think it's clearly like there's no debate that it's incredibly difficult for life to form since – Every other planet in our solar system, as far as we know, don't, doesn't have it. Like, I don't know. It's not. We know it's not everywhere, at least. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think. I think a lot uh, of the conversation is that, like, in the places that it does exist, because uh, g- it's generally believed that there likely is life somewhere. Yeah. Like it's it's astronomically improbable that we are the only example of life ever. Yeah. Uh, so it, in those examples where there is life it's believed that maybe that was why we don't see intergalactic travel. The, the other reason in that situation is Fermi's paradox. Uh, it, there's, I, I there's, hope I'm using that right. But. Yeah, well, I think Fermi's paradox is there's infinite things, there's f- infinite solutions to it. Right. Not infinite. Why am I saying that? There's a shit ton of different like things about it. It's just saying that there's a reason, basically saying that there's a reason that we haven't seen life. Yeah, and, and one of those re- one of those reasons would be um, that maybe we are one of the first examples of of life, or one of the fastest progressing examples of life. So maybe following generations on different planets may achieve that, but on a timeline, we're yeah. achieving that first. I don't. I, I, I think, think it's, it's also improbable. I think it's 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 because it's with just how much there the is out there. Yeah, the, yeah. Things have to be at least at our pace. Like, what a, it, it would it would be like season two of The Walking Dead and like we're season six. It's like yeah, I mean so you're the universe me, is old, but it's also when you think about it like that, it is kind of young. Like yeah, I guess in terms of life development, like it is kind of early for life to develop because there's an age where like planets were just developing. It wasn't that long ago. Do you um, see intergalactic travel as a as a realistic future for us? I mean, possibly it, it probably not happen in our lifetime, th- but yeah, I don't think that not being able to complete intergalactic travel is the uh, filter like because it just seems it's already seems 
probable with science. Uh, I, the thing about intergalactic travel I, being possible and not being the filter that, that gets me is that it solves a lot of the other problems that can kill us. So if we can't effectively travel intergalactically, it, it has the potential to solve a lot of the other more environmental, planet-specific issues that could cause our downfall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it, it, if we kill our planet or if, uh, like if we create unlivable conditions in some way or if, uh, if we're even escaping other volatile or terrible humans, like it, it, it just it serves as a solution for a lot of... Yeah, just science in general because I feel like a lot of other planets, like I guess our closest option would be Mars. Right. But I still think there's... I still think extended life on Mars without a shit ton of science... Obviously, you need, like, better yeah. oxygen and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you sound you exactly need... like Mark Wahlberg in The Martian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, you would need – obviously, there's going to be a lot of technology we would need to sustain life on Mars for us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think we there's so much we don't even know or how, how to even comprehend or, or combat with living on Mars. Like mm -hmm. what the long-term effects of like someone being born on Mars and then growing up and like the deformities that like the shift in gravity would have on like their bodies. Yeah. Like it would just, it, it would shift it would modern shape, medicine yeah, it would, as we know it. Yeah. And it would just change like humans as we know them. And at that point they would be Martians. You know, that, that is super interesting. And you know, we, we send a group of however many humans there and in 200 like generations, if we're still here and they're still there, you would have to assume that society, not even society, it's just people would look entirely different. Yeah, they would. Probably, honestly, there's a world like, because you, th there's a world where if we lose connection, like if for some reason that the part of past and the part of history that says people from Earth went to Mars, if that gets erased, people from earth would believe that those people were like born in Mars and <laughs> they were like Martians yeah. and it was never anybody from earth. Because I mean, we look the way we do formed by our ecosystems mm -hmm. and like our environment and, uh, just, uh, Darwinism and shit. Is that the only thing that had, not Darwinism? Uh, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, like evolution has a huge effect yeah, and gravity in general. has a huge effect. Are there any other variables that affect? Because, like, when we think of aliens and, like, TV shows, there are some insane aliens. Like, one-eyed, uh, like, baseball mitts. Did you ever watch Arrival? No, I still Please, haven't. dear God, watch Arrival. I will. I absolutely will, especially if it's for the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it would be great. I want to have some conversa more conversations about that movie because I think there's so much to be said. Anytime you, like, bring up with – I think it did aliens the best out of any – Really? Yeah, that's super fat. And just because it's like, it's not like they're not humanoid. Like I don't see any reason why they would be mm -hmm. if aliens existed. Why like green eyes with I mean not green skin with like big uh, black eyes. Yeah. Like I don't think I, th I. It really touched on like just like it's so Jurassic. They're so drastically different from us. That's and, fascinating. And like the way they even communicate is so fascinating. Like, How long is it? Yeah, it's so – how did they write that movie? It blows my mind. It's so original. Not that long, I don't think. It's amazing. It's a, it's a, that's a phenomenal movie if you haven't watched it. And it touches just on, like, the this communication with them and how, like, language is. It's, it's 
almost more about language than it is about the sci-fi aspects. That would be yeah. I know the general plot of like that lady too is like a, a big yeah, piece. Yeah. It's that's an amazing movie. Is uh, it on anything? I'm sure. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah you, you guys should watch it too. I've, I've heard nothing like you and Riley have raped about it yeah, for a long time. It's a great movie. Um, but yeah, they communicate so differently from humans, and I think that's what we like should expect. Pretty much, is just something so fucking different. Just unbelievably like. You couldn't imagine the the level of difference until it's thrown in your face, really. Yeah, that and that's it, it's like a thing now that people say that, but that I I do think that when we look for life, again, there's no reason to assume that it's life as we know it, and the conditions that we're looking for, things like water, there really is no reason to assume that those are the only possible li- living conditions little, at all. Too a little less than two hours. Do you think? Here's something. So based on uh, evolution and based on being able to adapt and things evolving under pressure and bad situations, is there a world where we could evolve to not need any of the basic things that are a need thing? Like, is there a world where over time we could evolve to not need something as basic and necessary as sleep or water or food or oxygen? I don't think so because we – that's not how evolution works. Evolution works by necessity, kind of. But let's take something like sleep. Like, we don't even know why we need sleep. We, yeah, we know some, some basic reasons of, like, it, it logically makes sense that things in your body need to, like, cool down for some Yeah, but other, and, uh, but other things don't, like, sleep in this. Uh, there's plenty of things that, like, don't sleep. Like, never mind. Is I, that real? I heard that ants don't sleep. But they like they kind of do. They like shut down for a little bit and then but jizz sleep, I guess. But it's it's different. I forget how it's different, but it is. There are a handful of celebrities that if you told me they didn't sleep, I wouldn't blink an eye. Like Vin, if Vin Diesel didn't sleep, <laughs> that I wouldn't have any trouble believing. <laughs> no. Yeah. If he, not that he, I think he's a particularly productive celebrity either. But also, it's just, I don't know. We we could just like eat a shit ton and not need to sleep as much. I think there are things that need to sleep drastically less, but they also don't have the same energy consumption. So you th- it, almost like the the issue with solar right now. Like if we became better at retaining energy, or more efficient in the way that we use it, we could theoretically yeah. ditch. Maybe would you would you trade sleep how you normally use it for like hibernation, like a bear? Do you go out for a couple of months? Uh, is it equal time? Sure. How long does a bear hibernate? All of, like it, it, for like a season. It's like winter, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on the bear. <laughs> it does. Like, I mean, I doubt polar bears. About about there, like oh, it's winter. I better. How long does a bear? Well, do the hibernate. math on that. I wonder how long I sleep in a year. So I want to. I want to think about that. Holy sometime. shit! <laughs> oh my god always 100 percent of the time black and grizzly bears hibernate up to seven and a half months without eating drinking or urinating or defecating jesus oh, that okay. would suck no, okay how about how about if it was uh yeah oh are you figuring how long you sleep um, in a year 120 days the a third of your life is sleeping is that, what is that, a year or your entire... That's annually. So annually, you sleep about 121 days. That's if How you many... sleep the allotted eight hours a night. Was that like... A, so like three months. Wait, that's 30 days in a month. So it would be... A, Six. It would be like four months. 
because it's a 30, I guess, what's a third of 12? Like 4.6. 12 divided by. um, Yeah, it's a a decimal. 12 times 0.66. So 7.92, because that would be just over half. What? So 7.92 months is how long you would have to hibernate. Wait. No, no, it no, would no. be the what opposite. Are you doing? Of that. It, no, it would be the opposite of that. I, I need to do twelve times point. It's four months. So three point nine six months. Four point like one hundred twenty divided by thirty days. Yeah, I, I don't know why I had such an issue. <laughs> twelve is literally divisible by three. So about four months. So four months of my year. Could I pick the four months? You hibernate, sure. Because they have to be consecutive, right? I can't do like yeah four consecutive months. Or could I do? Like, would it make sense if I could do? Are like you eating like a motherfucker like bears at the beginning of this? You got to. You've got to have. <laughs> I like that. I'm asking you questions about my hypothetical now. <laughs> it's four months, right? So you probably have a month of prep too, because you're not. This isn't something that you could just the night before kind of stock up on food. This is like a month of gorging yourself. Yeah. All right. So one month, shit ton of eating, but you can still kind of like have time for life. Yeah. And then four, four months, months of sleeping, in sleeping. Like basically the time that you would spend sleeping in those months, in that first month, in that one month, you're spending eating instead. I'm going to be real. I wouldn't do it. I don't think, yeah. I, would, I, don't think I would either. <laughs> you know, because like life That's a lot is so of, much I momentum. Yeah. You know what it feels like to lose momentum? You know when you Can like, you imagine what the fuck must a bear's mental state be like? I wish I could have oh. the mind of a bear when he wakes up. Like – Holy, do bears dream in their hibernation? Do you think it's refreshing? Do you think it's like, oh, like I'm excited to do the rest of the year? I think they don't remember who they were. (laughs) They have no idea who the fuck they are. They don't remember going to sleep initially. It's like an instinct. How do bears know to do that? That's crazy. Fucking animals are wild, man. I guess they don't do it for fun. Yeah, I know, though. Yeah, it's just like a... It's a survival thing, right? Yeah. Because they can't survive winter without it. But they know that instinctually. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, imagine if imagine if nature just told you to sleep for four years. Like you would fight that feeling. You're like, no, I'm not sleeping for four straight months. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like, no, dude, you need to, hundred <laughs> percent. Go eat an incredible amount of food. Come back here and fall asleep for it's three crazy, months. Crazy man. If you could choose a season, because we live in an area that has all four seasons, what season would you skip and hibernate through? He looks pretty comfy though. Look at this bear hibernate. Oh my, that's a rug, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's Burt Reynolds laying across a bed. <laughs> What'd you say? If you could pick a season, like, are you skipping winter, summer, or are you skipping spring? So I feel like I would skip one of the extremes. Summer. I would skip summer, I think. It's way too. F- uh, so, some, would, do you prefer summer or winter? Winter, definitely. Yeah. I'm more productive during winter. I'm happier during winter. We, we also we live in a place where we get the extremes of both, kind of. We do. We do. Um, it's super humid here, so our summers suck. Yeah, uh, I I much prefer like I would rather be cold and doing things to warm up. Like the feeling of being so fucking hot, you're just miserable is the Uh-oh. worst feeling. <laughs> I hate that. It makes me so tired. That's yeah. I, I sleep anyway through summer. <laughs> you, are, you do this is what, what you're saying. It knocks the heat knocks me unconscious when I go up into my bedroom. <laughs> Dude, feeling cold is almost like energizing because you. Like, I, I sleep better in the cold, and I work better in the cold. Something about the heat, I don't know, it ruins my energy. Yeah. Even just walking outside, like, coming home from my day job or night job to come here 
those times in the middle where you have to be outside, you need like 20 minutes to refresh yourself. We've done podcasts soaking in sweat because we couldn't have the AC on. And those are going to go down in history as the worst episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. So, yeah, I, I prefer winter, too, even though it, it's also pretty shitty. Like, yeah. I don't know. Hey, did, I, did I tell you uh, the worst idea that I had so recently that I think I'm going to do because it's really funny? But imagine going to sleep, waking up, fucking autumn. How nice would that be? That would be. That's why I think there's a chance it's refreshing if you have to do that your whole life. Right, like if you don't have the context of what life is like in our sleep cycle, yeah, it's probably cool. It's probably like cool as shit. I want it. You know, a lot of podcasts do a best of episode. I want to do a worst of episode. Do you count those those months in your age? Yes. Yes. What do. if your birthday is in one? Well, you you don't. How that's what? Do they skip ate, a season if they're a baby? You What are you talking about? <laughs> How the hell? So many, I bet so many bears die. I bet so many bears die in hibernation. Get fucked right before they go into hibernation. Get pregnant. Pop out a kid in hibernation. And those get kids kid. are just like, freaked. wake up! <laughs> they probably mom. think the mom is dead. Imagine, can imagine if I, you is a I baby. literally. Get, all right, what's next episode? 50, 57. 57. 58. We're going to fucking – I'm going to learn up about hibernation. I'm so interested right now about like some of the shitty things that probably happened during hibernation. Imagine if when you were born in the hospital, baby Ian was popped out onto the, on the clean linoleum and every doctor, nurse, and patient is dead asleep for the next two months. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Black bears hibernate sleeping their way through winter. Is it a whole season? Like are they doing a whole three months? It's set up to seven. Uh, <laughs> so they're just usually asleep. Yeah, <laughs> more often than not, a bear. Also, is I don't think it's all at once. Well, I guess it. I don't know. I, I do think yeah, they it's through up winter. Sometimes. It's mostly. Don't Additionally, they? it says that they don't even uh, eat. They, no, I don't think so. They don't flat like. Wait. Additionally, the heart rates of pregnant bears, which give birth during winter months, increase. I guess they maybe they just don't go to sleep. Increases as the pregnancy progresses, but return to hibernation levels. Oh, okay. So they're like they're like half out of hibernation when they give birth. Uh, Interesting. They're like kind of because their heart rate's super slow. But so it speeds up. They give birth, and then after they give after the cubs are born. What I don't understand. You know what's <laughs> funny? So you have a problem sleeping. You you have diagnosed insomnia. I've I've definitely had nights where I don't sleep well. But the other version of that, like the bare version of not sleeping well during a night, is yeah, so going they wake the whole up. year without being well rested. Like imagine if your hibernation just doesn't go well. Like you're yeah. just restless, and then for the next six months you're just kind of tired. Wait. So okay, yeah. They so, still sleep on a nightly basis. No, they basis, wake up though, then, don't they? No. Oh yeah. So Maybe. bears are usually sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty big. It takes a lot of energy. They they're lazy and shit. Uh, but why? But it can't just be about like how big they are, like. Because elephants don't hibernate. Yeah, that would be ridiculous to see an elephant hibernate. I've never seen an elephant sitting down or like <laughs> laying down. Can you imagine an elephant just like laying down sleeping? Those guys are always. Do working. they sleep standing up? Animals. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by animals right now. But uh, apparently, the mothers don't. They like wake up. They nurse them through the spring until spring. Oh, uh, so. I'm I'm doing the math right now. And they don't um, do it because because it's cold or anything. They do it because there's no food. Um, yeah, okay. 
So here, here's something crazy. Horses, zebras, elephants. If a bear hibernates for six months out of the year, right? Let's round down to six months out of the year. And they sleep eight hours a night. Then there's, there's no way they sleep eight hours a night. <laughs> I'm just saying Setting that's eight clock. months gone. That's, that's too How long do bears live? <laughs> we'll be better researched on, uh, on bears and polar bears and hibernating all next week, guys. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty ready to, to, to move on here. Anything else you wanted to bring up before we end up? I fucking love bears. Oh, yeah. We, Riley would be so we were gonna, happy. Riley and I were going to get a bear. We totally forgot about hibernation, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That would, be, that would cause a bear Wait, conundrum. They might not have to if you give them food. Yeah, I'm sure bears and zoos don't hibernate. Most shoes shut down. I have so many parts. questions. Yeah, you have an endless supply <laughs> If of anyone's a bear scientist, come teach us. They're sleeping right now. I have so <laughs> many questions right now about bears. Uh, if you like this show, we have other podcasts going on from advice to geek culture. You can check out those under the Drive By Dogs collection, all conveniently located under one RSS feed. Same host. Same Send everything. in emails. Write us reviews, uh, five-star reviews, and tell us if you'd hibernate. If you Ooh, could. That is a fantastic idea. Uh, five-star reviews. Tell us if you'd hibernate. Uh, or whatever star. You know, be honest. All right, so, like, put five stars, and then, like, under, give us the real, like, critical, like, say, I put five <laughs> stars, but here's a two star, because the other ones don't help us. We're near 100 for the show. Yeah. So that would be cool to get to 100. Sorry. Yeah, do, do that. Also, check out Frey. That's L-I-V-E-F-R-E-Y.com, livefrey.com, DBD20 for 20% off your order, and we'll be back here, like always, on Wednesday. Cosmic Bear Shot. Ugh.